Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of OA News Overtime. I'm Jordan Hill, as always, with Justin Lee. Jordan. Justin. Explain yourself. I wish I could. What are you, what are you doing here? The Dodgers hat. Mm-hmm. The, the, the elephant in the room. The blue and white elephant in the room. <laughs> so anyone who... Explain yourself. Anyone who, unfortunately, or has the misfortune of following me on Twitter, mm-hmm. thanks for that. You guys really probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> Uh, two years now in a row, the Dodgers have played the Braves in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and my girlfriend Shelby pennant even yes to go to the World Series. Mm. My girlfriend Shelby is a diehard Dodgers fan. Grew up outside of LA, loves the Dodgers. I, being from North Georgia, huge <laughs> Braves fan. Love the Braves. Watched the Braves my entire life. We had the idea last year. Mm-hmm. To have a bet between us and during the NLCS, if our team lost the next day, in whatever work function we had to do, we would be wearing the other team's hat. See, this is commitment because it's not just the series. You guys are going game by game. Game by game. High stakes. It's happening back and forth. Wow. The weekend started great. Yeah. Just like it did last year. <laughs> So Monday, Shelby had to wear the Braves hat. Until Cody Bellinger. She sent me the photo. Tuesday, we're feeling great, man. She's not saying a whole lot during the game. Braves are off to a good start. We're about to get to 3-0. and Oh, wow. Yeah. And then, uh, and then Cody happened. Then they didn't happen. Yeah. So I that, feel like she's got it pretty easy being, you know, wearing a Braves hat in East Alabama. Yes. That's not that hard. Everybody sees that. Everybody does. She it. might get a a a, a misinformed roll tie. I was gonna say the occasional yeah mistaken. That, I don't know if you've heard that. I hate yeah. Alabama song. Yeah, yeah. Like, apparently well, by a Tennessee fan. So yeah, it fits. That, that guy. That guy's had a week. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So I'm I I am a good sport. I was uh-huh. not happy last night. I bet. Uh, but I'm wearing the hat, and no matter what happens the next few days, if if my Braves let me down then you'll see a little bit more of this i don't know the only thing is with this being auburn's bye week i mean i guess i'm gonna be wearing this grocery shopping like, there's, there's no like like last year when it happened i got on a bruce pearl uh zoom, zoom yeah. wearing a hat because justin ferguson of the auburn observer was tweeted it and was like what's wrong with you, what, boy? Are you what are you doing what's wrong, what's wrong with you boy and uh and so yeah so that's where we are. So what you reco- do? Lose and we're, a bet. And yes. we're recording this Tuesday, so there could be more pain coming. Or Wednesday. Wednesday. I don't know what day it is. Today's Wednesday. Today is Wednesday. There may be more pain coming on Thursday. So, so probably we'll coming on Thursday, yeah. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. Well, let's get to the topic at hand. Right, Auburn football. Bye week this week. And in my mind, I wrote about this. We'll I just th- talk about baseball instead. Yeah, I'm we'll just do that. Yeah. Let's <laughs> talk about the, uh, the need for robocalls. It's cool. and, yeah. Uh, Really, the decision, uh, you know, openers, are we for or against them on the podcast? We're against them. So, <laughs> Auburn football. By week this week, coming off the big win against Arkansas, we summed up the Arkansas sure. win uh, went at, right after the fact Saturday. Yeah. I feel like this is about as well-timed a bye week Auburn could have, given the circumstances, given the next five games. Um, what are your thoughts on, on where this kind of falls and where this Auburn team is right now in the season? Helpful recruiting week, uh, a week after Ed Orgeron was, uh, you know, had his situation settled at LSU. Mm-hmm. So um, if 
if I'm Auburn's coaches, I'm in Louisiana right now. But you know, that's just me. And uh, uh, Shamar Taylor, I think, was the kid in Alabama that uh, I can't remember if that's his name. Decommitted from Florida. That could be another guy. Yeah, good recruiting weekend. Good chance to to simmer down a little. But of course, you know, them them rebels is coming. Uh, <laughs> Lane Kiffin, and uh, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, you know, we talked about Arkansas. We said coming out of that game, we said going into that game, you know, uh, we're going to know a lot more about this team and a lot more about the season, how things are going to go, and I think that's true. I think you're looking at uh, solid uh, Auburn Tiger favorites uh, against South Carolina and Mississippi State. And then I think you've got two games in Ole Miss and Texas A&M that you feel like could go either way if you're an Auburn fan. And you obviously you want them to go your way. But um, you're looking at, you know, and, I, and I've been looking at the scenarios in which, you know, maybe Auburn could drop one, still host Alabama for a winner-take-all Iron Bowl. Right now that's the goal, mm. right? Because as it stands, as we talked about, Auburn only has the one conference loss in this right. to Georgia. Right, right. So, and right now the goal is – get to the Iron Bowl and make it a winner-take-all for the division. That's the goal. That's the position you would think that you want to be in right now. Now, Brian Harson hadn't said that. Brian Harson goes 1-0 and and yada, yada, yada. But for me, looking at it, you know, that's the, that's if you're an Auburn fan and you're part of Auburn, this is the goal. And you can't look past it. You know, who knows? You know, you, you just want to get in that game and say anything can happen, right? But to get there, uh, obviously, you control your own destiny to get there. Because you can hand A and M and Ole Miss losses and, and keep going if you win win all the way there. I'm kind of been curious and kind of looking at the schedules about the possibility of Auburn dropping one and still getting there mm. because Alabama lost to Texas A and M. That's mm. when everyone said like, "Oh, Alabama lost. The West is wide open." It wasn't really any more wide open than it was before. Yep. But the, that what it does do is Auburn could. You know, maybe maybe lose at Kyle Field, hold serve at home against Ole Miss, but if A and M has three losses, could still force that winner take all. Mm. So um, that, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of what I'm looking at, and I think this weekend you're rooting for an Ole Miss loss and an A and M loss. Um, and maybe we should kind of detail those scenarios at some point, but um, yeah, uh, that the if Ole Miss had lost to Tennessee, that would have helped. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of you know throwing golf balls or whatever they decided to do yeah. instead of uh, you know throwing a pass to the end zone, no. but uh, <laughs> let's try to out of bounds you know, on the last play. But that, was, that was brutal, bro. That was bad, brutal. Um, but yeah, yeah, this the the outlook is a little more clear now. Certainly, a lot more clear, I would say. Um, but obviously, those A and M, the A and M and Ole Miss games are still toss ups. Mm-hmm. I agree. And uh, well, I wanted to point out, Shamar James was the recruit, the linebacker oh, that's from the state that decommitted from Florida. Seems like could potentially be someone Auburn tries to go get. How about beat. Florida? Were they four and three? Ooh, they're bad. Sheesh. And lost to an LSU team with a dead man walking in mm-hmm. Orgeron and a and a and a mash unit on the sideline with all of them hurt. I I will say I thought LSU could have won that game. And I uh, would have picked them, but yeah, uh, yeah. Things for both teams, they went into that game like a loss is bad. Yes. So for Florida, bad. Yes. Dan Mullins feeling some heat. Todd Grantham, I don't know what Todd Grantham's still doing there. The defensive <laughs> coordinator. Um, third and Grantham survives. Hey, Auburn, you're in a better place than Florida, which who'd have thought that a few weeks ago? Not I. Not and, and like really, the situation ahead to me with – you detailed the games and, and how things kind of need to break for Auburn's mm-hmm. sake. To me, it's the next two games that are going to decide if – 
you know, playing for you know playing in the SEC championship game is really still going to be on the table. It's going to be against mm-hmm. Ole Miss, which to Auburn's benefit, you have the bye week to get ready for. Sure. Um, and this Ole Miss defense still is not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you go to Texas A&M to play there. So, Ole Miss is playing LSU, right? Yes, and I don't remember who A&M's playing. I know for sure Ole Miss is playing LSU because kind of like I, like I don't think it's totally you know crazy to say that LSU could win that game. No. I, I'm, I, I would probably pick Ole Miss, sure. but you, you're telling me that they're not going to be fired up and mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, Ed Orgeron has his faults, you know, mm-hmm. by, you know, I mean, clearly. <laughs> yeah, just read The Athletic. Uh, right, yeah. But, yeah. Well, Sheesh. Um, Come on, Ed. <laughs> but those, those on, bro. yeah, but those players are going to want to play. you see Darren Bates' clip talking about him? No. This is funny. This is from Darren Bates' podcast, and he's just talking about how, like, he's a high school kid, and Coach O's like, oh, you're going to thighs on you. And he's like, mm. <laughs> stop. <laughs> anyway. So. I uh, only laugh because he was also laughing yes, at the story. Yes. The point being that it's it's feasible that Ole Miss could lose that game. A&M plays South Carolina. They're going to win. So, yeah, that's not going to be a game. Uh, so, yeah. I but, mean, yeah, no, I mean, you got Ole Miss – Apparently, we were. I'm still trying to figure out how bad this Ole Miss defense was because yeah. I was not impressed by Arkansas's offense. Yeah, as anyone and Tennessee with the, with playing the, them too. I mean, Tennessee had a chance to win that game. Yeah, and I yeah. think Tennessee's okay, but I think like Tennessee is going to be like six and six. Right, six, six, five, seven, and five is going to be basically your best bet yeah. with you, this team. You could get to a situation such that you know LSU. They can't run the ball, so they're going to have a bad season. But against Ole Miss, they can run the ball because their run defense is so bad. And then who knows what can happen in that game, in mm. that particular matchup. Mm. So, yeah, no, I think I think if you're an Auburn fan, you know, your eyes are on that game this week, obviously, because they're your next opponent. But, mm. yeah, I think so. And, and again, once again, any you want – I think Auburn fans want A&M and Ole Miss to lose as much as they can. Yes. They want a third loss for all of them mm. so that Auburn could possibly – it sets up that easy path. To Alabama, Alabama one loss, Auburn two losses, everybody else three. Yes, then you can still get to the. You still get to Atlanta. Yeah, crazy and, as it sounds. And you know, with those circumstances, things can clearly kind of go um, potentially a different way in the East. But it looks like it's Georgia. You right. know, it looks like it's going to be oh, Georgia. Gosh. Yes, easy. And, and you, <laughs> you look at that Georgia game that we talked about a few weeks ago. Like, should have been closer. It should have been a closer game. Yes, Auburn's receivers couldn't catch a cold. Right. I mean, it, it was really, really. Right. Missed opportunities throughout mm-hmm. that first half Auburn that, that did, just doomed them. Didn't find a way to run the ball. Nope. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> uh, Should have done something different. Yes. Didn't do it. So, right now, bye week. Game is in Ole Miss, by the way. Which one? Ole Miss and LSU. Okay, okay. So, it's on Eli Manning Day. Oh, yeah. I remember mm, seeing yeah. that. And Arch Manning's going to be there. It's, uh, you know, he, funny how that works. He's not going But they there. painted uh, Manning in the, in the end zone. Yeah. <laughs> Good time is all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Cruton. Auburn is five and two. We got the bye week. I want to throw out some superlatives, and we can get into more detail with a story we're going to run hopefully at some point in the next few days. But sure. let's start with offensive MVP. I'll go ahead and give my name, and I, I mean, I think it's probably going to be yours. But Bo Nix. I think think that Bo has been the MVP. Clearly, there were questions early on. Clearly, the Georgia State game, we all went, whoa, what's the Mm -hmm. situation here? Last three games are among his best three games that he's played at Auburn. Mm -hmm. And, and again, we talked about that Georgia game that, you know, that wasn't on Bo. Mm -hmm. There was seven drops. What Mm -hmm. what do you want? You don't – this isn't like a Bugs Bunny cartoon where he throws it and then goes down, runs downfield, and catches it himself. Like, he can't do more than he did. Right. 
Um, the, the, he's coming off of maybe the best start of his career mm-hmm. against Arkansas. Mm-hmm. So I think far and away, there's been other guys that are in the mix, but I think Bo has been the offensive MVP. He had only a few incompletions at Arkansas. He had the interception. I uh, have my suspicions that that's a one-read play. Yeah, that's what it looked like. Yeah, I think that was just that's how the play went chunk it up uh yeah because you don't who pump fakes and then checks down it never happens it's a pump and throw mm-hmm. uh anyway so there's that you know kudos to the arkansas defender for playing it well uh there was a few where he grounded it you know into the dirt because it wasn't it wasn't open so yeah i would absolutely say even with the interception the arkansas game was so clean for Bo, and then they let him be Bo at the end of the game said hey we need a touchdown make a football play 11 on 11 in the red zone touchdown touchdown Bo Nix Pinson Valley here we are again right uh no I absolutely uh I'd say Bo's the offensive MVP it's kind of amazing how and here's the thing about the Georgia State game man we don't know it's not Groundhog Day we don't know if Bo would have led them back to win the game I think he would have I don't think Auburn would have lost the game if Bo stayed in. He would have not been the only reason they lose the game, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Yeah, it wasn't just Bo in that game. That no, was- and then and then they their what well, should have been the game winning drive. Tank fumbles. Yes, right. Yep. Um, hundred percent. It's just whatever. But you know that's all opinion, and we can't know. But the thing is, the way he's bounced back from that performance uh, has been incredible, and and a lot of it, you know, some of it. Uh, you know, you hear stuff like, oh, way to go, Harson, put a fire under him. I don't buy into that mess. Yeah. I buy into more. I, I think he went down to Baton Rouge like a boxer on the ropes mm-hmm. and said, I'm going to run around and I'm going to do both stuff because I'm, I'm against, I'm up against it right now. I'm up against it because for him, Auburn is, I mean, a huge part of his life. Yeah. He loves Auburn. He always has. And uh, for, you know, for him thinking his Auburn football was about to get taken away from him, he went down there and said, nah, not, not so easy, right? And he went and did his bow stuff. And I think to the coach's credit, I think they have also, like he wasn't doing that, that, that run touchdown against Arkansas. He wasn't doing that against Penn State. You know and many, he should have been. you know how many rushing yards he had against Georgia State? I wrote about this in a story. How many? Zero. That's bad. Two two rushes, which I don't. I didn't go back and look and see if they right. were design runs or if that's just him screaming. And I was and I was sitting up there frustrated because, yeah. like, even in 08 when Auburn was bad, bad, they would win games like that just because Cody would run. Yeah, Cody Burns. Yes. Um, and I, I would say 2012. I guess that was Jonathan Wallace, but the same way they'd play Tennessee Martin and they'd just do a little zone read and win the game. Yeah. Like talent on talent, right? Yes. But. Uh, so yeah, so no, no, I, I I do think that's something the coaches have done better to their credit. I think they've and and you know first year offensive coordinator, you know like if it was Chad last year, you know you know cut him slack for the first few games, but uh, now they're using him better. And uh, yeah, I agree absolutely. I think he's the offensive MVP, which is crazy <laughs> the fact that he was getting benched in the Georgia State game, and now we're saying that. But uh, yeah, I think it's Bo. Defensive MVP, I feel like you and I might have different answers, and I've kind of gone back and forth on who I think sitting here. Uh, but my answer is defensive end Colby Wooden. Sure. He's done a great job of getting pressure. I saw this. I want to shout out Justin Ferguson again from the Auburn Observer. He wrote a great story that I think came out on Wednesday just talking about Colby Wooden. But he tweeted out this stat. Um, I'm trying to see. Let's see who actually is. Uh, College Football Film Room tweeted this. So it's power five pressure rate leaders against drop back three-plus steps. 
Uh, Colby Wooden leads the nation with 27.4% of plays he's created pressure in those situations. That's better than Aiden Hutchinson, Trey Williams from Arkansas, Will Anderson Jr. from Alabama. Right. I feel like... It probably helps that he comes in like on third downs, you know, the obvious passing downs. But yeah. So, I mean, to me, with the way Derek Mason wants to play defense and the way that it's off man and it's not so much man on man and, you know, like we're going to press and going to, you know, try to just beat, you know... It's a little bit more conservative, and it's a little mm-hmm. of like we're going to make you kind of dink and dunk and not give up big plays. Mm-hmm. You have to have someone creating pressure. Otherwise, quarterbacks like, you know, random example, uh, Sean Clifford at Penn State. <laughs> if you don't have that pressure, quarterbacks are going to pick you apart in the yeah. scheme. And credit to Colby Wooden. He's been playing out of his mind. And really, there's been a few guys. Uh, uh-huh. Derek Hall's played well. Uh, Eku Leota has played really well. Yeah, uh, but. But to me, uh, Colby's played great. And I feel like last year as a redshirt freshman, he showed you sort of flashes a lot. This this could be the next really good Auburn defensive lineman. Mm-hmm. And I think I think he's well on his way to being that. Can I give you a midseason defensive MVP based entirely on feel and not football? Absolutely. Uh, with Owen Papo out, Chandler Wooten. That was that was who my second option would For been. him to come in and just think about where they'd be without him. They'd, uh, they'd be in a bad place. They'd be at linebacker. Creek. Yeah, they'd be in a bad, bad place. So for him to come back, you know, being the captain he is, we all know about that. But uh, to step up and play at a really high level for, and for especially for a player who missed the season, uh, I think he's been crucial. And especially with Owen Papo out, it's hardly been a story to be honest. Yeah. Whereas like last year or years before, you know, like or like when Zacoby goes out, that was a problem yes big problem yes when kj got hurt last year that for kj yeah position was in trouble so for so for yeah so for for chandler to step in and to make it a non-story man to just plug a leak yeah um outstanding i think and uh obviously you want owen back he's one of your best players he might be your best player mm-hmm. um but yeah a really great mid-season stretch early season stretch here for chandler Wooten. please my vote I like it. I think yeah. it's fair. Um, keep an eye out. I'm not sure when we're going to do the story, but we'll have a few other superlatives in there. Play of the year. Gee, I don't think it's going to be very hard to figure that one out. Who's our Anders Carlson of the year? Yes. Oh. Uh, Jacob Quattlebaum. <laughs> Let's give Jacob Quattlebaum some love. Um, what else? Uh, freshman of the year, transfer, you know, addition, sure. stuff like that. We'll, we'll be able we'll to kind of shine some lights on some guys. Shout out to Kalen Newton. Yes, he's played really well and came up with that big uh, block punt. Block punt. He should have been special teams player of the week that week. They gave it to Honors. Like, come on, come on, come on, guys, come on, son. <laughs> um, all right. So before we get ready to sort of wrap up this segment sure. of the podcast, let's talk a little bit about Auburn men's basketball. All right, uh, season's closing in. Uh, AP poll, the preseason poll, came out on Monday. Auburn's ranked twenty second which is fifth among SEC teams, and sort of along those same lines, sure. Auburn has been projected to finish fifth in Disrespecting the SEC. Disrespecting the Tigers. Yeah. 
Uh, um, so we can talk about that. Also, Jabari Smith Jr. was named a second team All SEC player. He was only freshman on the first team or the second team, and he was only Auburn player selected to those two teams. Um, where do yeah. you think things just kind of stand with this Auburn basketball team? I was talking with somebody about the Jabari thing, and they were talking about like you know how weird is it that there's he's second team All SEC and he's never done anything in the SEC, uh, and, that, and we looked it up and like Sharif and Isaac didn't get that, so. That's something for Jabari. It kind of shows how highly thought of. I would imagine some Kentucky one and dones oh, get there's this no doubt. honor. Yeah, but but it's the first time it's kind of happened at Auburn. It's something you know the the uh, regional media sees something in Jabari that they didn't see in you know Sharif and Isaac. So at least that's something that you know something he's got that they didn't. Um, so yeah, but you know, and then every you know. Every Auburn fan's going to be like fifth place. What disrespecting? Yeah, but you know, that's just how that's that's. I think it's a, about right for I expectations. Think so. I think so. Um, you know, if you can get in, I don't know. We'll see. But obviously, I don't. I, it would blow me away if they won the regular season in the SEC. I would think going to the tournament, third, fourth, fifth seed would be pretty good. Yeah. So. Really pretty good, but uh, <laughs> wish nothing but the best. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Charles Gustav. We wish him. We unequivocally wish him nothing. Grandpa, but the best. one once over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think the fifth place. That's you know preseason expectations are they are what they are. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what they can do. But uh, yeah, no, I mean it's to be expected. Yeah, I think it's fair given one. Talented team, but a totally retooled team. A mm-hmm. team that's got a lot of transfers, and then Jabari, who mm-hmm. is very talented, but still unproven. Mm-hmm. And two, you have to keep in mind, at least I would think, the people who voted on this understood that Alan Flanagan was going to miss a sure. significant amount of time. And I think yeah. Alan probably would have had a good chance at maybe being first team All SEC, probably at least second team All SEC. I agree. As uh, Bruce Pearl mentioned um, once or twice. I mean, that's the fourth leading SEC scorer from last year. Right. I don't know if you've heard Bruce say that. <laughs> Wish I had yeah. a dollar for every time it was brought up. Right. But, uh, but, no, I think that this team is very talented. I wouldn't at all be surprised if they outperform uh, the fifth sure. place. But um, I think it's going to be a very competitive SEC. And yeah, I, that's the other thing. The conference is nuts. Yeah, it's doing, doing really well right now. Yeah, I think Bruce said that he thought, you know, maybe nine or ten teams in the SEC would be deserving of going to the NCAA tournament. You know, seven or eight would yeah. probably actually get to make <laughs> it. But, but uh, it's a far cry from traditionally what the SEC. Sure. Uh, SEC basketball fever. Yes. It's like, what? What? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think there's a lot to be excited about with this team. Those and days are dead and buried, yeah, Jordan. Yes, yes. High flying hoops going on in this region. Yes, shooty hoops matters in the <laughs> SEC. Said it for years, folks. Um, but yeah, excited to see what this team's able to do, and, and excited too. He talked about Walker Kessler, who had the concussion a few weeks ago. Um, said everything seems to be going good. Everyone so breathe a sigh of relief. Everybody can just exhale and hopefully not have to worry about a player having concussion issues. For a for whole season. Second, for the second straight year. And then never seeing them again. Yes. Eww. Woof. Yep. Much better. Yes. <laughs> Much better to have him back in practice. Yes. So we're going to wrap up this sure. segment. Uh, there's no beat rider uh, this week because no. there is no game. So uh, There is no game. There is no reality. There is no. Did you see Doc Rivers say that? No. Doc Rivers. They're talking about, uh, what's his name from LSU? Uh, and he was le- he left Sixers practice. Oh, Ben Simmons. Yeah, Ben Simmons. And uh, Doc Rivers. Someone was like, someone asked him, okay, but 
how do you bring somebody back who doesn't want to be here? Like, in reality, and he goes, there is no reality. Wow. This is sports. Wow. And I'm like, you're right. There is no reality. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. So we are going to end this segment, and then we're going to get into our, get Jake. the real experts. Yeah. Well, so we'll pick no offering game to pick, but we'll pick the rest of them. Yep. And some high school football. Let's go get Jake. Let's do it. All right, welcome back, everybody. We're to the real experts part of the podcast. We Jake brought Weiss. in Jake Weiss, everybody. Now, There's one thing I know about Jake Weiss is that he's a real expert. That's I'm just glad I'm still included after last week. I was gonna hey! say. I was gonna say before we get into this. Um, so you pick Kentucky. Um, final <sighs> score. Yourself. Final score: thirty to thirteen. Georgia Bulldogs. Jake, your thoughts? <laughs> well, when it was fourteen to seven, it looked good. That's all I got to say about that. All right. That's all right. fair. Still tr- losing. That's but fair. But I thought, well, cool. <laughs> you, you know, know you got a chance. <laughs> sometimes you got to take a deep shot. Sometimes you, know? you go on a limb. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So right now the standings are I have 101 games correct. Jake has 98. Wow. And then Justin Lee is at 94. But there's plenty of games left to be picked. It's weird that I'm behind, but I'm ahead of you in the – Pick them in, in the college football pick them that I put on. Oh, I, I, I am so bad. I just know those Notasoga Blue Devils and those Lafette Bulldogs, man. That's for probably because I'm bad at Auburn. Yeah, that one's kind of cost you. You I'm, picked Arkansas last I'm four week. and three. Yeah. Wow. Yikes. Wow. There yeah, you go. Pretty bad. All right, let's get into these games. Do- Dothan at Smith Station. I'm picking the Dothan Wolves. I'm going to go Smith Station, actually. Wow. Yeah, I think they get it done. I'm taking the Wolves. Enterprise at Auburn High. I'm going with the Baby Tigers. Auburn High. Auburn Tigers. Lee Montgomery at Valley. I'm going with the Lee Generals. Lee Montgomery. Yeah, I'll take Lee Montgomery. They've got talent, and uh, we'll see it on display. Opelika at Park Crossing. I'm going to go with the Bulldogs. Opelika. Park Crossing, or as I've put in the paper, cross parking. I'm picking Auburn. Yeah. I mean, I'm picking Opelika. <laughs> sorry. I was like, what? Picking Opelika, not, not cross parking. Russell County at Carver Montgomery. Russell's trying to keep their playoff hopes alive. Unfortunately, I don't think they will. I'm picking Carver. Carver's at home. I'll go Carver. What's Carver been up to this season? They've been pretty right? good. They're like the third or fourth seed, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, Carver. Carver <laughs> at the Crampton Bowl. You don't just walk in the Crampton. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you kind of do. You kind of do. We literally always do. <laughs> Central Clay County at Tallahassee. I'd love to see Jalen Daniels pull Ooh. the upset. I'm picking Central. Yeah, Central's pretty good this year. Tallahassee's good as well, but I think Central's going to beat him at the end. Yeah, Central Clay County. That's a good program. Yes. Dadeville at Beulah. Beulah is another team trying to keep their playoff hopes alive and could put Dadeville in jeopardy if they're not able to win, but I'm picking Dadeville. Dadeville. Dadeville uh, had a tough time against Realtown, but I think Realtown's a sneaky good football team. They almost beat Trinity, as yeah. you have pointed out. They're like 4-3, and three, but like better than they, the they record. Play good, they truly play good non-region games. Yeah, so so I'm going to pick Dadeville, not reading too much into a loss to a sneaky good Realtown team. Yeah, I agree. Lafette at Vincent, I'm going with the Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Lafette, let's go. Verbena at Nosolga, Blue Devils. Blue Devils is Nosolga, yep. Pike Liberal Arts at Glenwood, what could be a region championship game. Glenwood's got a shot with it being at home, but I'm going to go with the Pike Patriots. I'm going to go Glenwood. (gasps) Going for the Gators. I'll pick Pike Lib. All right, to the college games. Wake Forest at Army. I know, uh, Jake, you phoned a friend earlier and asked me your thoughts. I I, I keep going back and forth, but I'm going to go with Dave Clawson and Wake Forest. I've got to go with Army. Every year my family does bowl picks. triple. My dad uh, went to West Point, and he always says, don't pick against the service academy, so this one's for you, Dad, and going Army. 
what's the point spread of this thing? I'm not sure. Isn't White Forest ranked? Yeah, White Forest hadn't lost yet. And Army lost by like who six did, or seven to Wisconsin seven. last week. Who did? Wow. Who did like Who did Wake Forest play last week? Mm, I don't know about last week. I know two they, weeks ago they played Syracuse. Did they have a bye? Are they preparing for that triple? They might be. I'll pick Wake Forest. There's a lot of teams that had a bye. I think Wake might have been one of them. I would. I wouldn't schedule because it's non-conference. Yes. So I wouldn't schedule them unless I had a bye. Yeah. So maybe they do have a bye. Oregon at UCLA. I could go either way on this. I'm gonna go with the Ducks. Uh, I guess I'll go Oregon. It's a tough one, though. UCLA, a really catchy song, but I'm picking Oregon. Clemson at Pittsburgh. Oof. Someone's got to win that game. I'm picking the Pitt Panthers. My God! Pitt Panthers all the way. All right, I'm going to pick Clemson to be different yeah, from you guys. you got to catch up. Yeah, that's i got to catch up. That's but not I, a bad one but, to but, disagree on. But I do think Pitt, that offense, man, that could happen. They could, Man, I bet. Very, Whatever Pitt fans there are, they'll be excited for that one, I both think. Both of them will be pumped. <laughs> yeah. uh, what I'm really excited to see if Pitt wins is that's a uh, Clemson will have a transitive loss to Western Michigan. <laughs> Row the boat. <laughs> Row the boat. LSU at Ole Miss. I Ooh. think they're going to want this one for Coach O, but I'm going with Lane Kiffin and the Rebels. Yeah, I think Ole Miss is at home. LSU, too many distractions this week. Really all season, too. But, yeah, Ole Miss. This is a tricky one because I, I had that feeling for LSU against Florida last week. Uh, but no such feeling, I don't think. I think Ole Miss – but I keep wondering when Ole Miss is going to run out of gas. Like, they yeah. keep – every week they have some epic. Yeah. Arkansas going to Tennessee and that game, everything that went happened in that and, game. And, I mean, they have a big game on the road the next week against Auburn. Could they get caught looking over the Bayou Bengals? I'm picking LSU. Whoa. Go Tigers! Hold that Tigers. Hold that Tigers. gets that Miami job locked up with this win. <laughs> wow. Throwing Sorry, Manny. Shout out to you. <laughs> shout out to Manny Diaz, who I just fired. Yes. The, you're, you're just beating the athletic director by, like, three weeks. <laughs> Sorry. The last game, Tennessee at Alabama. I kind of think Tennessee's offense is going to like make a few plays, but I still think Alabama is going to win this one. Roll Tide. No chance for Tennessee to do anything in this one. Tide rolls. Big win for Alabama. All right, well, we're going to get out of here on, on that. On the fourth Saturday of October. Yeah, still very upset get it, get they it, got rid of that. Get it right. Um, so thanks, everybody, for watching and listening, and make sure to subscribe. Thanks to Jake Weiss for popping on. Thanks for Justin Lee. For all of them, I'm Jordan Hill. I'm throwing that hat <laughs> off uh, the to the side. And until next week, take care.